Hello and welcome to the Clubhouse, Golf Monthly's weekly look at the various different events around the world in golf. This week, we look back on a busy weekend's golf, discuss pros losing all of their golf balls and playing each other's, plus we hear from Brooks Kepka's coach, Claude Harmon. Hi, I'm Nick Doherty, and you're listening to the Golf Monthly Clubhouse podcast. Hello, and welcome to the Clubhouse. My name's Tom Clark, and as ever, I am joined by Elliot Heath. How are you doing, Elliot? Morning, yeah, very well, thanks. You, look, right? a bit, you look a bit snoozy today, Elliot. Yeah, I went to the UK's longest-serving rock club at the weekend, so the UK's lots of moshing and, and whatnot. Crikey. I thought you meant rock climbing. No. no. <laughs> I, I, I was joking. You couldn't... I don't think you could climb over a chair sometimes. Uh, where was that? Camberley. Longest camp. serving, did you just say? Yes, I believe so. Um, does that mean it's just very long queues at the bar or something? Or? No, no. Um, so, come on. What, legendary uh, venue, the Adjun Court, it's called. Oh, good. good. I'm glad you actually mentioned what it was. Yeah. So, when was that? On what night? Saturday night. Sweet. Yeah. Was it good? Was, yeah. there, was, there, was there live acts or was there... No, just a DJ... Cool. Playing some uh, some classics because it was the week after Download Festival, so it was oh, okay. a, a special one. Strangely, I, I don't even know if you realise this. I also went to an indie club on Thursday night in Leeds called Stone Roses, which, nice. was, which was awesome because uh, I was up there watching England lose to Sri Lanka cricket. So uh, yeah, it sounds like we actually had a similar few days apart. You should have taken the golf clubs. Some I, good courses I up there. don't think they would allow the golf clubs into the into an indie club. I think it's banned. Uh, didn't really have time to play golf up there. It was a bit of a fleeting visit. Did you play any golf at the weekend? Yes. My match, third round singles. Oh, is this the one that you finished ra- running up in last year? It was, yeah. How did you do? I lost on the 19th hole. Oh, classic, classic Elliot Heath choke over the final few holes. Were you leading going into the final few holes? Uh, no, I was three up after six. Oh. <laughs> and then I was... <laughs> you were thinking about the next round already, weren't you? Yeah. Uh, then I was one down after 16, after he just parred a long par four uphill with a shot, playing off 17. Not that I'm bitter or that I'm calling him a bandit or anything which he was um, and what? then I lost on the 19th to a bogey because he had a shot there as well I birdied the last though which shows that I didn't completely choke you still lost but you... there is more to be revealed from this match which I will come on to later oh well that's okay I'm looking forward to that cliffhanger right there well indeed that's something to really keep the listeners uh, listening let's talk about some professional golf Travellers Championship at the weekend Chess Reeve won won his first PJ Tour title in 11 years. He began the day six clear, but uh, with a couple of holes to go, he was only one shot clear of Keegan Bradley, but then Bradley made double on 17, and Reeve birdied for a massive three-shot swing. He he won by four, and he moves up to a career high of 26th in the world. Keegan Bradley is back inside the world's top 30 as well. Paul Casey was fifth. Victor Hovland was tied 54th. Why, why are we mentioning Victor Hovland uh, well, he was uh, a massive story from the US Open, wasn't he? And people will be very interested to hear how he got on in his maiden pro start, and he yeah. made the cut. He made the cut, and he finished 54th. Matthew Wolfe, who also was playing his first um, pro event, he did make the first cut, but then missed the second cut, which they sometimes have on the PJ Tour on Saturday evening. And he finished 80th. 
but a bit of a news that he was using a former uh, Rory's former caddy, JP Fitzgerald. So someone to look out for, obviously. Also, the big, big news about this is that I actually picked Revy to win, 50 to 1. So that is massive news. The, the that golf on me tips that actually picks a winner. Actually picks a winner. Uh, I was actually looking around at one of my friends who's into quite a lot of golf betting. He's looking around at some of the, the big uh, golf tipsters. Uh, and they're all down this year. They're all down. Everybody seems to be struggling to... Who are the big golf tipsters in the side? Palmer. Right. For, for one. And there's, there's there's others which are you don't they don't you don't really know their names you know they they just have reasonably big followings on their, on social media stuff like you're, that. You're you're the Premier League of golf. I, no, I'm not I'm not saying that in the slightest. You were once named I, Britain's best, weren't you? You're Britain's number one golf I'm not, tipster. Not by anyone of any uh, <laughs> yeah of any standing. Um, <laughs> no, look, you know, I I'm not a professional gambler. I just do it because I. I quite like a bet, and I work in golf. So, so but I on. am. We are up. This, the golf monthly tips are up this year. So, and obviously this uh, has helped that. This had the Belgian knockout winner as well, didn't you? The other did, week, indeed. So, what I think we've had got? four winners now this year. Guido, Guido. <laughs> who else? Ryan we? Fox at the Ryan World Super Fox, Six. And there is one other, but I can't for the life of me think who it is. I think it's four we've had. Uh, what do you get Revy at? Fifty to one, as just as I just said that. Two points each way, depending on your stake. Hopefully that's a nice, tidy profit that you had. So, uh, yeah, that's good, wasn't it? Yeah. Did you have money on him? No, I don't bet. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Moving swiftly on. Um, yeah, but he played, played pretty well, didn't he? I can't say that I watched a huge amount of the PJ Tour this week. I have a bit of a hangover from the US Open, and that's not a physical hangover, just... I think it's quite hard to watch golf after the US Open, especially when it's 3am finishes the week before, isn't it? Yeah, I was watching the ladies last night, but yeah, Revy continued his good form from the US Open. He was third there, and it's amazing, isn't it? 11 years without victory. That's why I picked him. That's why I picked him last yeah. week. It's, uh, yeah, he seemed to be in decent form. So. I always remember he finished runner-up at, I don't remember the exact year, but I googled it before. It was the 2011 Deutsche Bank Championship. Mm-hmm. He was one clear come down the last that par five, you know, over the yep the natural rubbish basically, <laughs> and he missed the green with a gap wedge and bogeyed and then lost in a playoff to Webb Simpson, and then he was also second to Woodland last year at the Phoenix Open. He's had a few uh, he's had a few decent results at, um, this year as well. So I'd love to see his career earnings. I mean, he's now you know he's now obviously world's top thirty. He's he's obviously having a very decent year. Yeah, he's not someone that was on on our radar at all was he so uh, he's just playing really solid golf and good time to be playing good golf because there's a lot of decent tournaments around yeah Paul Casey who was fifth was there to congratulate him because they were both at Arizona State University together Casey described him as a terrier because he's only five foot nine but described him as another very nice word as well and then he also said he's brilliant so very fond of Ches Revy is good well that's well yeah well that's it was Casey defending champion I made that up. No, but he, he was defending champion. Bubba, Bubba Watson. It. But that's Casey it. was runner-up two years in a row. I that's think. right. Yes, yes. Casey has done well there. I know. So uh, no Bubba's. But yeah, Keegan Bradley played really well on that back nine. He was he was four under for the first six holes on the back nine to get to five under for the day, and then made a double bogey on seventeen. It was very untimely. A brilliant birdie putt from Revy after I think he had six birdie putts in a row and he didn't hole any of them. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't say We've he, all been there though, haven't we? So he didn't really choke his six-shot lead, but 
Bradley just really did chase him down. So it sounded well, like he, he was very well, you can't say he choked his six-shot lead because he didn't. He never lost the lead. No, no, exactly. Yeah. So uh, no, he did. He did well. So uh, no, I uh, yeah. As I said, I was I was I was surprised to see him leading because I hadn't <laughs> watched any golf until about Sunday, and I was like, oh hello. I think I put money on him. So oh, that I, reminds me, I my last golf bet was Ian Poulter at the Houston Open last year, and on Saturday night I think I was watching boxing. Maybe it was a AJ fight or something. I was around my brother-in-law's, checked my betting app to have a look at like what odds Joshua or his opponent was at. Then I looked on cash out and Poulter was like 100 quid. And that was the first time I looked all week. And then I didn't cash did out. Did I tip him that week as well? Possibly. I did, yeah. Nice to one. I didn't see your tips that week though. Oh, okay. But, yeah. Uh, so he says. Thanks for, so, thanks for the support. Because <laughs> I send you the tips every single week for you to put on social media. So saying that you didn't see my tips and... I'm not sure how I feel about that. Uh, there was a second professional golf event last week, the BMW International Open, which was won by Andrea Pavan. The Italian won his second European Tour title, beating Matt Fitzpatrick on the second playoff hole. Uh, Marty Kaimer was the 36-hole leader and shot 75 in round three, faded away a bit. And George Smith was the 54-hole leader and shot level par on the Sunday. Pavan shot six under in the final round and Fitzpatrick shot three under to tie at minus 15. Pavan then sealed it with a birdie on the second extra hole. Quite exciting end to the tournament, wasn't it? Yeah, that was after Fitzpatrick had a ridiculously lucky break on the first playoff hole as well. And then Pavan stuck a wedge from the rough to about four foot on the second playoff hole to win. Brilliant shot. He won... Oh, what tournament did he win last year? He won, I think it was the Czech Masters. He beat Patrick Harrington. So, yeah, he's now the... Well, he probably was already the second best Italian golfer in the world. Who's so, the first? Uh, I don't know, some bloke... Some guy won the Open last yeah. year. Yeah. Um, got, got a famous brother. Cannot contain my excitement. Cocky, like he was in the room. No, he did well. And uh, Joe, I was most excited. It was, it was obviously a different to- end to the tournament to the Travellers because... It was people who came through the field on the final day to uh, to get to the top of the leaderboard. Uh, I was, I thought it was quite a good looking leaderboard at the end of end of the plate. Eduardo Molinari was up there, uh, Ashley Keimer and Smith and stuff like that. And Cabrera Bello was also up there as well. What happened it? to Martin Keimer? What, what do you mean? What in when in, I saw in, the, in general or in the event? Well, when he was thirty six hole leader in his home country, he hasn't won in five years. Fair enough. But he played so well, didn't he, on the PJ Tour a month ago? Which well, shows he, I, yeah. But it shows he's he's getting close, isn't he? And he's playing better and better golf. You know, there's it's, it's quite hard to win a tournament, isn't it? Only Tiger makes it look easy. Well, we uh, wouldn't know how hard it is. Well, I, well, I think we I don't know, we can, we do know because we we see it every week. It's so hard to just get over the line. It's so hard to have. You can have a good week, and someone else can just have a slightly better week than you. It just happens sometimes, doesn't it? So um, I, it's just good to see Kaima even up the top of the leaderboards, I, I think. And, and, you know, I think he's got some good results around the corner. We talked about Jordan Spieth last week, and I tipped also tipped Jordan Spieth to do well at the Travellers this week, and he missed the cut. And oh, I didn't it, see that. Yeah, so, you know, it's, it's just one of those things. But, yeah, brilliant round from Pavan, and uh, very good for Italian golf. Obviously, Guido Migliozzi won... Belgian knockout a month ago or so. Molinari is world number six. So, mm-hmm. so yeah, we could do with Eduardo Molinari coming back because he's down in like the 450s. Yeah, but he's had a lot of 
issues with injuries yeah, and the like. And he did win, what, two years ago now? Yeah, didn't he win Paul the trophy, Hassan Dur. Did he Paul Dunn in a playoff? I don't know where I've got... I think I have money on Paul Dunn, that's why I remember that. But obviously, the next Ryder Cup to be played on European soil will be in Italy. So... Yeah, Andrea Pavan. Yeah, so Pavan and Migliosi and Molinari. Suddenly there's guys who actually have a proper chance of potentially making that team. Obviously it's Yeah, Migliosi, definitely. It's still a good three years away. So, yeah, we'll wait and see. But it's that's the one thing I think that the, um, the Ryder Cup in France was missing, that there wasn't a French player. In, who, who managed to make the team there's a couple that got reasonably close and just never really put put the wins together as under Levy won the year before but then didn't play very well so having an Italian in the team is an absolute I think it just makes everything a little bit better because you've got that home real real home support which unfortunately we didn't have in France so uh, yeah maybe a couple of guys uh, who, who could be who could be up there one Italian who we're not talking about, Matteo Manassero. This is your silly stat that you looked at earlier, but go on, please do say yeah, it. Listeners, I'm sure you're going to find this interesting. Matteo Manassero is the 11th best Italian golfer in the world, according to the world rankings, which, uh, yeah, is very surprising that there are 10 of his countrymen who are higher Is that what 11th means, that there's 10 people better? Thanks for clear, clearing that up. Uh, yeah, I, I find this stat completely boring. He hasn't done anything for ages. So exactly, he's down in the eight hundreds, I think, in the world rankings. It's not really a shock, is it? Is well, it? Yeah, of course it is. He was our next big thing from Europe, wasn't he? Ten yeah. years ago. Yeah, but how old is he? I would imagine he's mid twenties, twenty-seven or something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Lost his card last year. Yeah, so. It happens. He's won several times the European Tour, but you know you've got to keep it going. So uh, yes, I think I'm going to move on from Matteo. Oh Minnesota. no, I miss Matteo Minasera. Yeah, he would be. He, you know, he, he should... won Wentworth, didn't he? I know, what a I, great player! I'm well, I'm well aware of this, and he'll be there. You know, every Wentworth uh, champ gets to play there every year. So do they? I think so for a, a, a certain amount of years. So because um, there's always been a few slightly odd ones there. So Scott Drummond won there. Yeah. And he wouldn't have a card anymore, and things like that. So there's, they usually turn up. So yeah, I bet he's there. I bet he's at Wentworth this year. I think you can go and interview. You f- can go and interview him and ask him why he's so bad now. That would be a good interview. You, well, I look forward to. It. We'll set it up. I'll say you're right, Matteo. He's been a, he's been a cover star on Golf Monthly. He has. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. And moving on, there was another pro event at the weekend, and that was the Women's PGA Championship, which was won by Hannah Green. The 22-year-old Aussie won her maiden LPGA Tour title at Hazeltine. Is it an LPGA Tour title, or is it co-sanctioned by everything? It's an LPGA Tour title, isn't it? Mm, okay, we'll think about that. Maybe uh, it counts as LET as well. Yeah, that's one thing. Yeah, okay. I'm it's you. a major. Yeah, yeah. And it's her first ever win yes, in the States. I, 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 yeah, no, I get your point. She won wire to wire and becomes the first Australian lady to win a major since Carrie Webb in 2006. She made a nerveless sandy par on 18 to win by one. Carrie it was Webb. Epic. It was, yeah, no, she, she played really well. Carrie Webb gave Green a scholarship in 2015 and was there to congratulate her on the 18th, uh, 18th Green. Green was the Symmetra Tour Rookie of the Year in 2017, it says here, after the three wins but had never won on the LPGA Tour since joining in 2018. Defending champion Sung Hung Park was second after a birdie on the last, and England's Mel Reid was third after a 6-under-66. 
and Mel Reed did play very well. So Hannah Green, this is uh, the best story I uh, listened to on the radio on the way in was that Hannah Green, obviously just won a major, but her Wikipedia page didn't get created till yesterday, showing how much, you know, how much of a shock it was, and how under the radar she she, she came into the um, into the tournament. Fantastic to see. Yeah, it was really really good. So she was on the. The 18th tee with a two-shot lead, and then she saw Sung Hyun Park, the defending champion, make a birdie up the last. So she knew she had to par, and pulled her six iron left into the uh, greenside bunker, and she looked really nervous. And as you would be, yeah. And like the commentators were saying, how her her family's at home in Australia watching because they didn't make the trip. And you just thought, oh, I hope she doesn't mess this up. And it was just an incredible up and down. She. Had a Beautiful bunk shot to like five foot, and then it's quite a tricky putt with a little bit of break on it. And then yeah, they just went crazy. Carrie Webb came on the green, so did her boyfriend, so did loads of her playing partners, and uh, yeah, it was just great scenes. Spraying her with cans of beer, I believe. I well, think she's that's an what Aussie. It was. An Aussie, the Aussies do like a beer, so uh... yeah. But uh, yeah, she's a really short hitter as well. She only carried her drive two hundred and one yards on the last, and. That was like 50 yards shorter than Sung Hyun Park in the group ahead. Really good, yeah. I'd never heard of her, to be honest, well, before well, the week. Well, well, I don't think many people can say that they they would have heard of No, she's had her. a couple of good results in the Australian Ladies Open the last two years. But apart from that, her LPJ Tour record is not very good. But that's the thing about majors. They're, they're so important. They're so big. And if you do have that suddenly that one great week where you just play better than everyone else and it's our major... Uh, maybe the course just suited her, you know, hitting it nice and straight. As you say, not hitting it too far, but hitting it nice and straight. It's obviously we know Hazeltine isn't. It's, it's we know Hazeltine quite well, don't we? So you know, we know that that works there. It was it was great to see wire to wire as well. Some of the bigger names didn't obviously feature as, as much as we, we thought, but Mel Reed, I think we should mention, uh, seemed to be playing pretty well and in, in good form. Yeah, brilliant. Another runs, yeah. another Brit doing well over uh, on the in the American tournaments. Yeah, she hasn't really done as well as Bronte Law and Georgia Hall and Charlie Hull recently. But yeah, she does seem to be the one with like the best swing, I'd say. And uh, she made eight birdies in the final round, which was awesome. Uh, another story from the week. Michelle Wee returned after an injury with mm-hmm. her, her wrist. She's had like a chronic yeah, wrist injury. Yeah, she's had dreadful problems. She was 22 over par for two rounds. And after the first day, she said that she doesn't really know how much she has left. And she was in tears and has since come out and thanked everyone for like overwhelming amounts of support. But that might be like the last we see of her at the top level. Maybe she Yeah, I mean, she's still very young still. And yeah, she's only 29. Yeah. And wrist injuries in golf, we've seen it not just in with female golfers, but with male golfers. Well, we spoke about Eduardo Molinari. Yeah, I mean, they are horrendous when you think about it because he just can't get any power. You can't grip it. Every time you hit a shot, you know, there's no way of escaping it. Um, so I don't know whether there's some other forms of medication she can do or maybe she needs to have some more surgery or something like that. You don't know, do you? Um, or she just needs to rest for a bit and just get away from the game for maybe a year and see if, if, if she can come back a bit more healthy. Uh, but it's a shame because Michelle we obviously won the Women's US Open, always been one of those big names in golf because... She was such a star at such a young age and a um, bit of a role model to so many people. It was a, it was a real shame, wasn't it? 
Do you think you could have beaten her around that golf course? Uh, if I was playing my best stuff, I think I would have, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> my money would still be on Michelle Weiss, but uh, especially with your choking. Um, but yeah, it was good, good tournament, wasn't it? Good, good major to, to see as well. Yeah, really good. Yeah, Hannah Green seems a lovely girl. She was very emotional at the end as well. Clearly meant a lot to her. And uh, it was really nice that she got that scholarship from Carrie Webb in 2015. Yeah. And then she was there as the previous... Australian lady major winner like 13 years ago to, to see her win and she said some lovely stuff about her like like I've known ever since 2015 that she's made to win majors and um, spoke about her mental strength yeah. which clearly is very strong because she's playing with Aria Jatanagan and had Sung Hoon Park ahead of her yeah but it's the best story of the week weekend isn't it and it's good that it's coming yeah, definitely. in the women's majors so, uh, also Lizette Salas played with her in the final group and she was so happy for her at the 18th green. It was very yeah. nice to see. Exactly. And we've had that we've had that already this year in uh, in women's golf as well. Remember at the at the Masters for the Augusta, what the North one Earth is it called? Augusta National Women's Amateur. Yeah, I got it right eventually. Uh, where the, the two guys there who were playing, they just were enjoying each other's company and just playing great golf at Augusta and I think whoever had won, whoever won they would have been happy for each other because obviously they were quite good mates as well weren't they so good to see women's golf leading the way in that I think definitely yeah that was the event that I wanted to watch last night it was the only major of the week wasn't it yeah so, no, it, was, no, it was really good any other news in the world of professional golf uh, yes actually um, I, I've written a running order today, listeners, and Tom is electing not to read out this next bit. Yep. So, also last week, Thailand sensation Jazz Jana Watananand won the Kolon Career Open to qualify for the Open at Royal Port Rush. So, Jazz had a very good PJ Championship at Bethpage Black, didn't he? Where yep. he wowed the American crowds and he had that, that caddy on the bag that worked in the local supermarket. Uh, so yeah, we'll see him at Port Rush next, he's, uh, actually, next month. He's very. I don't. I actually haven't looked at the Asian Order of Merit today. You'll be surprised. Don't know that. What? The Asian Order of Merit. Why haven't you looked at it? Why? Well, because I look um, at it every week. Well, yes. You know what? It's been a busy week, and um, also I haven't had the time. But he will be very close to the top of that. He's been at the top of that um, all year and been playing really well. And been playing really well on the European Tour things. He's one of those guys with my betting tip hat on to look out for because he doesn't usually have very short odds but actually he's playing very very well and he does very well in all these other tour events which maybe don't get the headlines uh, over this part of the world so uh, very young as well and he won the Singapore Open late last year which featured Sergio Garcia Paul Casey and Matt Fitzpatrick yeah. this event also last year as well we saw Ho Sung Choi for the first time what event's that called? the Kolong Career Open mm-hmm. yeah I think Ho Sung Choi missed out by one or two to make a spot at the open yeah and it went viral and then someone started a petition didn't they to get him in the open which thankfully never happened oh thank that's harsh it was never going to happen though was it because it's not home. i'm not a fan of him anymore why because he got those sponsors invites and that's why he's he missed forward, the cut comfortably both times oh give him a that's harsh to say you don't like him anymore because he's Mr. Carr. He's got an amazing story, a very funny swing, but at the end of the exactly. day... Exactly, just remember that. Don't think know, about his performance. Make the cut, at Give least. The, oh, say that to Justin Rose for the first how many, many cuts he made. Look at that now. Crikey. Anyway, we're going to move on, and we've got something quite special here. So, Brooks Kupka obviously has won about 59 majors in the last 
two years. Sorry, on the subject of Brooks Kepka, I have just changed my putting grip. I'm putting my right index finger down the grip, just like Brooks Kepka, because my dad used to tell me as a child, don't do that because it makes you go all wristy. And the guy that does that putting grip has won four of the last eight majors, which just shows you. How did your match go again on Saturday? <laughs> Lost on the night. <laughs> but it just shows you that I think there are so many different ways to play uh, golf. Yeah, well, yeah, especially putting. I mean, and if somebody says to you, don't do that because of this, and you like doing it and it makes you feel comfortable, do it. I think if it works for you, if, it's, if, if, if you're doing something and it works for you, then just keep doing it. If you're doing something and it works for you and someone says change it, take it with a piece like of salt. Like Sam. As, especially depending on who, who, who's telling you, the, giving you the advice, so... Sam, our quiz master, was told at a young age that he won't make any money with his golf swing because his his feet are off the ground at impact. And now you look at the likes. Of I think Justin. there's lots of different reasons why Sam won't make any money with his golf swing. <laughs> um, but yeah, now you look at Justin Thomas and his feet are off the ground at impact. So it does just show you how things change and how you shouldn't always listen to advice about yeah, your swing. But that's a, I think a lot of sport has gone full circle on that, where there used to be very very strict coaching guidelines and now people realize that you know as long especially for youngsters if it works for them you know there's nothing wrong if it looks a bit funky so looking golf we look at all these uh Math- matthew wolf's swing which you know wouldn't be coached at all would it nor ho song uh, choi no nor ho well definitely um you know they wouldn't be coached but it works for them so you know you can either coach that that uniqueness out of them and actually sometimes you take the talent out of them um same in same in other sports, cricket, for example. There's lots of people who do things which are not by the coaching manual, but actually really work for them, and they're the stars of the other things. So I think, especially for youngsters, just let them get into the game, get them enjoying it, and not worrying too much about being too technical, especially when they're young. Anyway, maybe someone who might agree with that is Claude Harmon, who is Kepka's coach, and we've now got a bit of audio from him where he gives his ten best tips so if you need some help with your golf maybe listen out and maybe you can use one or two the second piece in golf monthly magazine it's a piece we do with all the tour players it's called 10 best tips yep i'm going to rattle off a a different scenario and i want your best piece of advice so firstly reading greens i think most people their initial read they underread right most people dramatically underread break and so they struggle to marry the speed with the break that they choose Right, okay. So, you know, they think it's going to break left to right. As soon as they they, they don't play enough break, misses low. So I would, on reading greens, overread. Overread. Yeah. Okay, interesting. Um, best tip for holding out from short range? Like, if you could offer somebody a tip, somebody who sort of struggles from short range. Putting? Yes. Um, practice it. And most people work golf in, re- in reverse. Most people only put most the majority of the putts that you're going to have are outside of 30 to 40 feet for the average golfer. Most people only putt inside of five feet. The reason why they're bad short putters is they have too many of them. Right, they okay. leave themselves their bad lag putters. Right. In my right. opinion, so one of the ways to you know start holding out better is to become a better lag putter, and you don't have to worry about five footers. Okay. Um, best piece of advice for practicing your long game. Um, Contact, right? I mean, make solid contact. I don't really care which direction the golf ball goes. I think the average recreational golfer is obsessed with distance. 
Right, okay. And direction. I don't care which direction the golf ball goes, if it's solid. So if you can create with every club in your bag, good, solid club face contact, you'll hit it better. Okay. Um, best tip hitting a punch. Your body has to keep rotating, you have to keep turning. Most people, when they try and hit a punch shot, they kind of shorten their follow through and their chest stops. But if the body and the chest, everything keeps moving, you'll hit it a lot better. Okay. Most people kind of shut the follow through off and the body stays too square. So you've got to keep your body in chest. Because they're, they're trying to curtail the follow through. They're trying to curtail the follow through so everything goes there where they're trying to turn and move that way. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah. Right. Um, best piece of advice for short game practice? Um, most people tend short game to have too long of a backswing and then have to decelerate. It's easier to go a little bit shorter and then you can accelerate as opposed to going long and having to decelerate. Okay. Um, best drill or tip for ball striking? That contact that you were talking yeah, about. Yeah, I mean, to me, the best one for that is getting to where you feel like you go waist high back and waist high through and catch the golf ball solid in the middle of the face and consistently every time because if you can't do that from kind of waist high back and waist high through and then go back and forth between you know, waist high back, waist high through, full swing. Right. And go waist high back, waist high through, full swing. You'll start to feel the contact be different. But contact is the most important thing. Yeah, so sort of simplify things and then build Make it, it smaller. There. Right, okay. Um, um, best tip for the greenside bunker plane? Uh, you've got to accelerate and hit it much harder than the average person. Really? So right. Yeah, because the, the slower the golf club goes, the sand wins. Golf club slows down. So most people tend to hit at the sand instead of big, full, massive follow-throughs. Got to hit it. Okay. Got to be aggressive. Um, best tip for adding power? Um, use the body. Right. Most people try and put power in on the backswing. You're putting power on the downswing. So you know, if you think about power on the backswing, you're trying to create. On the downswing, you're trying to store. And then on the follow-through, you're trying to... Unwind. So you need a creation phase on the backswing for power. Right. Most okay. people have no create phase. Right, and it's just an arm swing yeah. that's faster, right? Yeah, so you on the backswing to hit it further, you're trying to create, then you're trying to store the power, and then you're trying to unload the power. Okay. Um, best tip for match play? Uh, I just think you focus on... This is, this is club... Club, 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 club I think club people level. worry too much about what the other players do. Just focus on what you're doing. You're still playing the golf course. Right. right. And I think in the match play situation, you can kind of get some... Yes, in the Ryder Cup, you kind of need to know where the team stands or where the match stands and all that. But at the club level, it's, it's golf. Focus on your game. Make, make a lot of, don't make a lot of big numbers. Right, okay. T take big numbers out. Bogies and match play, fine. Right. Doubles and triples, you're basically going... <laughs> yeah. 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 Yeah, keep, keep, yeah, well, that's good advice yeah. anyway. <laughs> and, and finally the big miss talking about Cobra Connect being consistently missing right what's the best tip for, for, for not slicing I think it most right? people don't realise that you can even if you miss and miss it to the right you can still play for that you just have to allow for the miss right, most okay. people aim for the miss let curve and allow for it but most people slice the golf ball their whole day aim to the right and try and hit a draw and it just keeps going more and more cobra connect to me allows you to see what you do what your miss is and then kind of play around that and and allow for that okay eight iron want to hit my eight iron 150 yards cobra connect tells me i hit it 140 yards stop trying to hit it 150 <laughs> hit it the distance it's designed to go well there you go great insight from the coach of multi major winners 
Yeah, thank you, Claude What's Harman. the best tip that you've ever been given in golf? I'm not talking about my betting tips either. Um, probably just a rhythm tip. I think rhythm's very important. And I played with a very good golfer once. And he just told me, keep your rhythm intact. Because the so do you try and some some people say like they say one and two or they say things to themselves yeah. to try and get the rhythm? Do you say anything? In your no, head? no, just just slowed it all down because the I must not choke. <laughs> right? um, the better your rhythm, the better your bad shots are. I think because the quicker you go, like the more wild you yeah, could yeah. go. So yeah, I think that's a very good one to always remember. Good. Like that, like that, good. So, what about you? Oh, my, uh, Make sure you have a hunchback posture. No, come on, come on now. All because I'm taller than you. Uh, what's the best? I don't know. Always like the one, um, aim at something really, really close to your ball to help your alignment. So if there's a bit of a, a mark in the ground, that's quite a good one, isn't it? Not that I, you know, I have lots more issues. So nobody's ever told you something about your swing? Of course they have. That you've there's always, there's always, there's always. Oh yeah, I try and, and you've gone. Oh yeah, try that and get was, me, try and get me uh, left shoulder under my chin and stuff like that. That's usually when I hit the drive it quite well. Get my try and get my left shoulder under my chin. I've got plenty of chins before you say so. Uh, yeah, things like that. There's lots of different things, but uh, you know, I think the things, especially with golf, is you can give, be given as much advice as as you want, but you need to play. You need to play as much as you can, and and that's the best way to get better, isn't it? Yeah, practice and. Get out there and enjoy it, really. Anyway, there's a couple more talking points to the last week that we want to chat about. Players getting disqualified. Firstly, Clement Berardo. Is that how, have I said his, said his name right there? Uh, no, it's uh, Clement Berardo. <laughs> you are an idiot. Uh, was disqualified from the Challenge Tour event in Spain last week. For This is something now that this is something that could happen to me. He was disqualified from a Challenge Tour event in Spain last week for losing all of his golf balls in the first 16 holes. He was 10 over after 15. How many golf balls did he lose? Do we know. No, it, it never came out. But How many do you think he had? Six? Yeah. You only got a couple of sleeves, yeah? Yeah. I mean, if he had nine with him or something, then that is quite bad. But he, he had, he had a, a nine to start with on a par five, so that's two balls couple, gone. Maybe a couple out of bounds. Um, and then he had like five more bogeys and a double or something, so he could have lost. Yeah. What's the most golf balls you've ever lost in a round? Um, I'm asking you a lot of questions this week. I don't know, but I played the most recently where I've lost the most golf balls was at Finca Cortesan last year in oh, Spain. Yeah. Uh, that is just lined with like indigenous shrubbery. And uh, I remember I had six brand new tailor-made TP5s. And I think I lost five in one round, which was really painful. I must have lost double figures in a round. Actually, I think most people would say that they've done it at one point, even if they were just playing at the start of their... I think one of the wor- one of the trickiest, definitely Prince's, on the 27th of December, when it was snowing, and the rough was up. That was tough. And also, uh, Latouche Rock in Mauritius. That's yeah. the same. That's, if you miss the fairway, you're in... Death Mangrove and that slot. Although I had a couple of birdies around that round, oddly. Anyway, just drop that in. There was another rules thing as well. Paul Laurie and Carl Mason, two stalwarts who must have played thousands and thousands of rounds of golf with each other, they managed to play each other's ball on the European Senior Tour at Travos. And that meant that, um, that they didn't qualify. They hit each other's ball on the fifth but didn't realise until the seventh. 
Therefore, they had to be disqualified, which is which is bonkers, isn't it? They're not marking their golf ball. Well, Laurie said they had similar markings. He said he saw the red dot, so assumed it was his. He also said it was the first time it happened to him, and he hopes not to be so daft again. But yes, they should have noticed on the green and then gone back and had two shot penalties. But as soon as you complete a hole, yeah, that's it. That's it's game over, isn't it? Um, he did say that he carried on playing with his amateur partner for the remainder of the tournament, but. Yeah, it's a massive shame, isn't it? It must be so infuriating for them. And you could say that they had a senior moment. <laughs> How long have you been waiting to say that? Um, but on the subject of this, yes. I was telling my playing partner at the weekend, mm-hmm. as we were walking down the sixth hole, about this story. And he was like, really? Cool, that's... that's Is this in- your story from that you mentioned yeah. earlier? Okay, go on then. So, um, he's like, wow, that, that's a, like, incredible. Like, two... Um, Two European senior tour stalwarts doing that. And so he played his shot out the rough, got up to the fairway near my ball because I was still beyond him because I hit the ball so far. Quiet. And he he had a callaway. He was like, this is not my ball because he played a tailor-made off the tee. So, yeah, whilst we were talking about players hitting each other's balls, he then Managed did to hit it, the wrong ball. Uh, which automatically gave me the hole. Yeah, yeah. And, and, you, st- and you still lost. And then... A, a couple of hours later, on the 15th hole, I sliced my Titleist 2 Pro V1X into the trees. He found it. He said, Elliot, Titleist 2? I went, yep, that's me. Got onto the green and it was a black 2, so it was a Pro V1. So I played the wrong golf ball as well. I was one up at that point and that gave him the hole. So so equal it so out. So Paul Laurie and Carl Mason. like a really strong standard of golf was going on in your, uh, in your match there. So it's easily done, isn't it? It's one of those rules. If you're playing socially and you hit, you know, there's plenty of people who will find a golf ball and go, I'm just going to play this one and get on with it because you're playing a nice social round of golf. But if you're playing a match, you know, you've got to be careful of these things because they can really hurt your tournament or you can get disqualified. In your match play, obviously, you can lose a hole. Which You must have hit the wrong ball before. I think, we, I think everyone has, especially when you're starting out. So there are a lot, you know, there's a lot of... Similar looking golf balls. I mean, golf balls are all pretty much round and white, aren't they? So, um, you know, do mark your golf ball clearly. I've, I've, cha- do you know, what? I've changed my marking on a golf ball. Do you know that? I changed didn't even that. know you marked it. I do. I used to mark it with five red dots, but now I mark it with six red dots. Oh, <laughs> for things which people should be able to work out. Yeah, they can really tell by that Scouse accent. Either, can't they? <laughs> but now I'm like, it looks like I quite like it. It looks like a. It's like a bunch of grapes now, the way I do it. I do nice. like a triangle. So, yeah. Or well, what about a, um, a rack of pool balls or snooker balls in a red triangle? Surely that's what it looks like. Yes, yes, yes. I'm with you. Yeah, I think there's more than six pool balls in that. We've got loads of great pictures of how pros mark their balls. Some people just do a little tiny little dot. Some others have uh, specific numbers on their balls. I know Jason Day has 87 on his because that's the year he's born. Things like this. I think a few people have 66 in there because England won the World Cup in 66. Stuff like that. So, um, yeah, do think about... That is why people mark their ball with a with a Sharpie or whatever permanent marker you want to use. So, uh, yeah, there you go. So, this week on tour, we have two events. The first one on the European tour is also a cracker, the Andalusia Valderrama Masters. 
of course being played at the fantastic Valderrama course both Sergio Garcia who hosts the tournament and John Rahm are playing this is the fifth year the tournament takes place after its first staging in 2010 Sergio Garcia he's quite good at this event as well so he's won it three in a row in 2011 17 and 18 this is a tip from me here go on last week's if you say if you say (laughs) I thought your tip was going to be Sergio Garcia is going to win this week no, uh, last week's runner-up, Matt Fitzpatrick, is playing as well. And Valderrama famously rewards straight hitting to the point where even if you're in the fairway, sometimes you can't access the green. I believe I've never played there. So he'll well, be have, one of the favourites. I think they have cork trees, I think they are. And they are a lot of overhanging. There's some, there's some trees in the middle of the fairways. You've got to really plot your way around the course. And if you do miss fairways there... It's quite slopey, slopes away quite dramatically, so you can suddenly find yourself in a bit of problem under these trees. So uh, it's a great course. It's a cracking course. It's, it, have you played it? I have not. No. I know um, Nick Bonfield has in the office. Yeah, my, and uh, a few of the other guys. I think um, uh, Mike, editor Mike Harris has. I remember he, yeah. wrote, he, wrote, a, <laughs> he wrote a piece in the mag a few, quite a few years ago now where he... He gave his, he had his scores for all 18 holes and what happened on each hole, and uh, he said it was very, very, very tough. So, yeah, it's good. Usually, great, um, great pro event. Purse of, purse of two million euros. I know it's a shame, isn't it? Yeah, that's quite low, isn't it? But um, John Rahm's supporting it, so that's good. Yeah, because the I Spaniards, don't... the Spaniards usually, I mean, they just love going to play there. So why they like why why wouldn't I? It should be good crowds as well. Um, Jose Maria Arthabal's in the field, yeah. so. Uh, yeah, loads of Spaniards are playing, as you can imagine. Yeah. And there's three spots up for grabs for the Open as well. Uh, so if you finish in the top ten and uh, you haven't got an Open spot and um, you're one of the top three, then you can you can qualify for Port Rush. So it's that's probably bigger than even the prize money, isn't it? Yeah, definitely. Uh, I would imagine that surely Sergio Garcia's got to play particularly bad not to win. Um, he must he know knows his, I mean he knows his way around that ridiculously he's been playing okay of late he's having a bit of an odd season he often seems to finish top 10 or miss the cut um, but he's I mean he's going to be very short odds I think he'll probably be about 5 or 6 to 1 I would think alongside Ram. so um, whether Valderrama suits Ram, I don't know because Ram's a bit maybe overly aggressive I don't think it's the kind of course where you can really overpower it so uh yeah, Rahm's from the north as well, isn't he? So I don't know if he's got much experience yeah, playing I mean, in that. I mean, Rahm is still a fantastic golfer, so he can plot his way around most courses, I would think. But uh, we'll wait and see. For my better tips, which I haven't done yet, I'll be honest, but for my better tips for this, do uh, Google golf betting tips. And I would have done them by then, I'm sure, So uh, uh, to find out who I fancy. I think Fitzpatrick's a good shout from you, to be honest with you. Uh, and then also over on the PJ Tour, we have a new event, the Rocket Mortgage Classic, which sounds superb, doesn't it? Oh, it does, yeah. Um, it's got to be good. A new event on the PJ Tour, it's in Detroit, Michigan. Dustin Johnson, Ricky Fowler, Bob Watson are playing at, uh, it's at Detroit Golf Club. Patrick Reed and Hideki Matsuyama are also playing, as are new pros, what a shot, Victor Hovland's got another shout out, and Matt Wolf. The difference is that that purse they're playing for is $7.3 million, and um, yeah, it's quite a bit. That's more. not really even a big one on the It's not a really big one, yeah, where you think that $10 million is pretty, what it is every week. So, um, And they also have two open spots up for grabs for if you finish in the top eight. So, uh, again, it should be, it should be a, good, a good event. And I like these open spots bits, because if you've got a runaway leader, there's still a bit of um, 
chat going on. McDowell obviously managed to get on in, into Port Rush a couple of weeks ago when he held that, that part at the end. Although I don't could, know. Uh, could this be where Victor Hovland punches his ticket to Port Rush? Quite possibly. Um, you're getting very close to being banned from saying the words Big Vic, Victor, and Hovland. His new nickname as well, De Hov. Yes, and that. Uh, D E is the in uh, Norwegian, so yeah. Brilliant. The Hovmeister. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so this is at Detroit Golf Club, which uh, was founded in like 1899, I believe. And it has two Donald Ross courses, and this week they're playing on the north, which I think is 900 yards longer than the other one. So yeah, very much a historic venue. I don't really know anything about it other than what I've just said, so yeah, look forward to checking it out. Yeah, and again, I will do a bit more research, and um, again, check out Golf Betting Tips, Google it, click on our post, and uh, you'll see who, I, who I've picked. Of course, I'm on a roll. I won la- We won last week. Didn't we? We did, yeah. Yes, we. Victoria. So you say you can take for the people, right? There. For the people, for the peeps. They're free as well. They are free betting tips. So get involved if you want to. So great stuff. Right, moving on very quickly to the quiz. As ever, ten questions. Sam Tremlett has done the questions. I've just dropped the questions on the floor. So Phil, Phil Elliot, Phil. Tom, can you please hide your notes? There you go. I put, I put them over. Okay. <laughs> Do you, I always worry that you say things like that because you, then you know what the questions are. No, no, I don't. It's okay. just, you know, we keep having questions that are on our notes. Well, okay. Okay, right. Question one. Play along at home. Ches Reevy won the Travellers' Championship this weekend for his second PJ Tour title. But what is his real first name? Oh, I looked this up. Oh, I knew this. I looked this up on... When did I look this up? Oh, I think I know, I think I know what it is. Do I know what it is? I looked this up. Last week. Didn't we talk about this in the office? I think we did. Well, I've put a name in. I don't know if it's right. Question two. Andrea Pavan won on the European Tour at the BMW International Open. But what and when was his first European Tour title? Point each for year and tournament. You said something which we didn't then check. Well, good job I told you the answer to this. (laughs) I don't know. Don't, Don't get down yourself. Uh, and a point each for year-round tournaments, so just so you know. Question three. How many Italians currently sit in the world's top 100 rankings? Well, not Manasero. I'm going to say... Oh, that's a very tough question. That. I've written down a number. Oh. Oh, you're not sure, yeah. That's tough. Question four. You looked this up. You looked that up earlier. So if you get that wrong... Well, I wasn't really paying attention. Oh, well, there you go. I was looking for Manasera. Hannah Green became the third Australian major winner in the women's game this week. Okay, let me say this again. Hannah Green became the third Australian major winner in the women's game this weekend. Who are the other two? Point each. Well, I know one. I can't think of another one. Have you got it? No. I have to apologise to our Australian listeners there. Something in the back of my mind somewhere, but I don't know what it is. Can I just say a first name? No. No. Okay. Question five. Now, this is harsh. I've seen what the first word is on this question. Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolfe made their professional PGA Tour debuts this weekend at the Travellers, but what university did they attend in the US? 
I've seen so much about this. Is that right? Oh, I don't know what it is. You know what it is, don't you? Yeah. I'm sure you're going to guess right. You, as, you are just the king of guesses. Oh, is it that? Oh, I don't know. I'm not sure. <laughs> the king of guesses. You are. I saw, I saw a picture of them in this in the thing. I can't think what it is. Okay, right. I'll put something down there. Six. Carl Mason was in the news recently after playing the wrong ball in the senior tournament. But can you tell me how many U- European senior tour wins he has had? Oh, come on. Closest wins. Closest wins? Yes. I should know this because I looked this up. Oh, how have you looked that up? Because I was writing a story about it. Okay. I'll give you a clue. No, no, not, no I don't want a clue. Okay. Because I know what you're, if I get it right now, you just, you just think it's tainted. Question seven. Right now, three of the world's top 20 have signed up to play in the Rocket Mortgage Classic next week on the PJ Tour. Name them. Well, I know the ones that we said were playing. I don't know if they're all in the top 20. I think they are. I don't know. I'll put three down. Point for each. Question eight. In what city is the event being held? Know that. Question eight. What colour is the sky? Ooh, gosh. <laughs> Sam, that was Elliot uh, saying that your question was too easy. Uh, question nine. Oh, no, actually, this one's too easy. The Andalusian Masters takes place this week on the European Tour. On what course? Sam. The Andalusian Masters happens this week. What planet does it happen on? <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, Sam's not going to be very happy when he listens to this. And question ten. There have been four Andalusia Masters tournaments and Sergio Garcia has won three of them. Name the other winner. Clue, it was 2010. Do you know this, Tom? Yes. Oh, I thought I had you there. Thought I had you. No, I know that. Oh, right. it's going to be tight again. Here we go. Question one. Ches Rui won the Travellers Championship this weekend for second PJ Tour title. What is his real first name? <laughs> I just... This is a joke answer, Darren. I think it's William. William? The answer is William. Come on. Because I remember I said, I said, I, I joked, oh, his name should be Bill Reavy. His name's William. Oh, you're not happy, are you? Question two. Andrew Pavan won the European Tour at the BMW International Open. Well, what and when was his first European Tour title? The 2018 Czech Masters. Oh, well, I put something different. I forgot what you said. What did you say? I put the Austrian open. Oh, get in. <laughs> oh, I had a shocker there. <laughs> was I, could I, have, I could have got away with that. <laughs> I can't believe I forgot what you said. Uh, I do get one point. It says point each for year in tournament. So you put year 2018? Yeah. Oh, what a shocker. Question three. How many Italians currently sit in the world's top 100? Three. Oh, I put four. Three. Oh, get in. Frankie, Pavon and Guido. I was thinking there might be another one. Oh, no, you've taken a lead. Massive lead right there. Question four. Hannah Green became the third Australian major winner in the Wims game this weekend. Who are the other two? Uh, I think we both put Carrie Webb, didn't Yes, we? and then I put Barbara, and I can't think what her... But I think this might be... Jack Nicholas's wife. <laughs> There's more than one Barbara. Uh, oh no, it's not. Carrie Webb and Jan Stevenson. 
So that's one, yes, point each. So yes. Okay. Victor Hovland and Matthew Wolf made the professional PGA Tour debuts this week at the Travers. But what university did they attend? Oklahoma State? Yeah, Oklahoma State. <sighs> Hence the orange. Yes, I thought, I know. well, I knew that, but I, I'm still just doubting myself. Because they were talking about them, they didn't win, their, they didn't actually win the state university thing last year. They got knocked out, I think, by Texas, but never mind. Um, six. Carl Mason was in the news recently after playing the Rombourn Senior Tournament. But can you tell me how many European Senior Tour wins he's had? Closest wins. What do you go for? Eight. Oh, uh, twenty-four. Oh crikey! He's the winningest. Oh, it's twenty-five. European Tour you were Senior wrong. Player of all time. You were wrong. It was twenty-five, not twenty-four. Oh well, at least oh, I got the point. Closest wins, yeah. Yeah, not going so well. Right now, three of the world's top 20 have signed up to play in the Rocket Mortgage Classic next week on the PJ Tour. Name them. Well, we see DJ, Fowler and Bubba. Yeah, I went for those as well. Fowler, DJ, Bubba. Point for each. There's lots of points up for grabs this week. There is. Oh, and here we go. Well, I think you've won, haven't you? Question eight. In what city is the event being held? Detroit. Detroit. What course is the Andalusia Masters? Valderrama. And who won the Andalusia Masters in 2010? G-Mac. G-Mac, yeah. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. Ten out of ten. You can't beat me. Twelve. <sighs> I got them all correct apart from Darren Reavy. It's the first one. It, was, it went all well from there. Oh, well. Never mind. Um, Sixteen-nine, I think it is now. Whatever. Whatever. You should, you should beat me every week. Doing anything this week, Elliot? Yeah, I'm going uh, down to the southwest this week on an Atlantic Lynx tour, playing Travose, St. Enadoc twice, and then coming back via Royal North Devon, England's oldest golf course, I believe. How many golf balls are you going to take? Enough. Cool. It's supposed to be Scorchio at the end of the week, so uh, nice. yeah, it should be really good. Uh, oh, never played them. Have you played down there? I haven't. I thought you had for some reason. No, no, and uh, no, it's uh, awesome. It's on my bucket list to do, actually. Um, that sounds really good so well tune in next week to find out how many golf balls Elliot's going to lose also who wins at Valderrama and the Rocket Mortgage Classic and we also preview would you believe it the Irish Open and another new PJ Tour event the 3M Open in Minnesota so until then great chatting as ever Elliot thanks Tom enjoyable this week Unlucky on the quiz, but uh, well done for getting Ches Reeve's first name. I, I exactly. didn't know I think that. I should get bonus points for that. Yeah. And yes, until then, uh, until next week, we'll speak to you then. <laughs>